This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Rambling Manchild, and this is the inside of my mind. Oh, welcome back to another week of 20th Century Boy. Absolute pleasure to be here. Rambling Manchild, every week someone sends in a new name for me at the top of the show. It's generally just an RM, like Radio Mike, because my real name is Radio Mike. Like to do a different name at the top of the show, such as Rambling Manchild, sent in by Radio Superstar Danny this week. Welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Superstar Danny. Uh, rambling man-child, though. Uh, I feel like that is quite an apt description of what I am. I am a man-child and I ramble. Right now I'm rambling. Look at me go. You have captured me perfectly, but of course I am Radio Mike, a 20-something, 20-something, I don't know, bloody just a 20-something, trying to make his way through the rough and tumble of living life as an adult here in Melbourne, Australia. I'm a young writer, producer, comedy kind of person. I make podcasts and a bunch of other stuff as well. And this is my podcast, which is, I, I had to describe it to someone this this week. And I actually described it as like, it's pretty much a weekly audio blog of what I've been doing in my life. Now that sounds really boring, but when you're me and you do a podcast like that, you get up like this, you get up to all kinds of wacky, wacky things, uh, which is why this podcast is so interesting. I mean, it is my podcast, so I guess I can't really I can't really call it interesting myself, but I'm sure because people listen to it, it is kind of interesting. A few things to talk about on the top, and it is going to be a massive show today. I do say that most weeks, but it is going to be a bloody huge show today. Uh, first things first, though, do your 360. We are Australia's only and the world's only winnable podcast. You can win this podcast. Do a 360 on the spot. If you happen to see me at the exact time you're listening to this podcast with your ears and doing a 360 with your eyes. Oh, and also, uh, I also said last week that you want to be using all your senses to see me. Sight, smell, maybe not taste, touch. Not, probably not taste or touch. Sight, smell, and uh, ears. I mean, hearing, (laughs) sight, smell, and ears. Sight, smell, and hearing. If I'm in your vicinity right now when you're listening to this podcast and you do your 360 and you see me, Congratulations, you've won the podcast. Come up, you get a prize, and the podcast ends forever. No one has won the podcast yet. I did get a message from Radio Mel. Welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Mel, who asked me uh, on the YouTube version of this podcast, she left a comment saying, what do you smell like? Because you told us we should be using our noses to see if you're around. Well, I wear a a Ralph Lauren cologne at the moment, but I actually, I wasn't going to tell this story, but I might as well just up top tell this story because I think I'm actually scanning, uh, scamming, the barber shop that I go to. So I got my hair cut this morning. It's quite short, which is why I'm wearing a cap on the video. Um, just waiting for it to grow out a bit. But um, they use this great, I don't know what brand it is, but they use this great cologne when they finish cutting your hair and, and shaving you and stuff. They spray you down with some cologne. And it smells amazing. And every time I get a haircut there, after it, I go, oh, how much is, is a bottle of that cologne? And they're like, oh, it's 40 bucks or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, maybe I'll get it next time because it's cash only and I only have enough cash for the haircut. And then every time they give me a small free sample bottle that generally lasts me to the next haircut. I've done it three times. They give me a free sample. I've done it three times. I got one today. 
I'm never going to buy the full one because they never remember me, right? I'm going in frequently enough that they don't really remember me. Like they don't know me. And every time I do it, I'm getting a free bottle of cologne. So I am also wearing this purple cologne that is uh, sold, but I'm not buying from a barbershop near me. So that's something to just, you know, keep you, have a whiff of the area and don't just do a 360 with your eyes. Do a full nasal 360. Scan your nose. <laughs> Sniff in. See if you're smelling any of that cologne. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's how to get ahead in this game. Of course, next week, this time next week, I will be in Sydney. So Sydney listeners of the show, you do have a very big chance of winning the podcast, but I will tell you more about my Sydney trip next week. Uh, so keep your ears out for that. A couple big announcements at the top here. First of all, uh, the Typo Limited Edition stickers are sold out. We've sold every single one of them. They are all gone. Uh, You can no longer get the Limited Edition exclusive Typo stickers. Uh, They have all sold out over at radiomike.com.au slash merch. Thank you so much to everyone who bought them. You can still get the standard sticker pack as well as a signed poster. Go check them out. Pick up some merch to support the show. It's the best way to support the show. Just buy some merch. Basically, the money you spend pays for me to host the podcast online for you. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to become a millionaire by uh, selling you guys stickers, but brand new merch launch right here on the show today. I've ordered mine. I hope you'll pick one up too. Uh, the first t-shirt launch we've done in a while. Over the past few weeks, man, there's been a huge amount of discourse around my pronunciation of the word haunted, which for those who don't know is spelt H-A-U-N-T-E-D, haunted house, Haunter, the ghost-type Pokemon. Uh, Someone's haunting the house. You know, haunt. That's how I say it. I don't know why I say it weird. Everyone hates it. Uh, Radio Whitey left a message this week. He said, I almost crashed my car listening to the podcast when Mike said haunted again. Lots of people saying messages like that. Uh, Haunted seems to come up on this podcast a lot. Radio Nacho Cheese, the best friend of the podcast, was going to a haunted house. Um... Uh, what else happened? Re- uh, questionable father last year was haunting the podcast phone line. So I decided it's time to get on board and support the, uh, or to make a statement about the incorrect pronunciation of haunted on this podcast and buy yourself on screen now for video viewers, a haunted house t-shirt, black or white uh, sizes from extra small to two XL and uh, you can get them over at radiomike.com.au right now slash merch. Um, these are really cool shirts. The design was by Pat, who works on the show here. Super great design. Really, really keen to sell a few of these. It's a cool little image of a of a haunted house. And then the words haunted house spelt H-O-N-T-E, because that's how I pronounce it. And then house. This is a really cool design. I really like it. And I'm keeping them as cheap as possible. Like, honestly... The profit margin on these shirts is incredibly low. Like I'm not doing this to, again, become a millionaire. I'm making like, I reckon I make like $2 per shirt, but I just want to send them out. So if you want one, go pick one up. They're pretty cheap. You can get them in black or white. Go check the design out. It's on the screen now for the video version, but audio listeners, go and check it out. Radiomike.com.au slash merch. The shirt is there and I'd love for you guys to pick them up. They're really cool. Mine's on its way. It's being shipped now. Um, They are being printed on demand. So um, they are being printed as you order them. So uh, if if there are any issues, if you do buy one and there's any issues, just message me. I'll sort it out. I'll either send you another one or I will... um, 
I will just refund you. Like, I'm sure there won't be issues, but if there are, which sometimes happens, like we're not at Amazon level efficiency of running here at Radio Mike Productions. We will uh, sort that all out. Just just keep in touch with me over in the Discord or whatever. The 20th Century Board up here, the 20th Century Board is where we keep all the goals of the show, plus a, a quote each week. This week's quote comes from Ganonbort. Welcome to the Radio Family Radio Ganonbort. It is Snape, Snape, Severus Snape. That is this week's message on the 20th Century Board. And we're going to be doing a little bit of progress on the 20th Century Board a bit later in the show. So keep that in mind. There are a few things that we need to talk about this week. I also wanted to talk about uh, on the pronunciation side, because I feel like I'm about to make a huge fool of myself. Uh, Radio Connie, welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Connie. She says... uh, because of the whole haunting issue, and I'm sure lots of people are wincing and squinting their eyes, and I feel like I can do no right on this podcast, but get ready for this. She says, how would you guys pronounce the word? And then she's written a word, and she said, she, I'm not going to say it yet, but she said, I heard how Mike pronounces Buckinghamshire. Uh, I don't know how, I, I pronounce it Buckinghamshire, Buckinghamshire. Uh, she's written another shire. She's from the UK. She says, how would you guys pronounce? And then I'm going to say it. This is how I would say this word, and I'm positive it's wrong. How would you guys pronounce Worcestershire? <laughs> Which I I believe is a shire, but it's also a type of sauce, if people don't know what I'm talking about. Worcestershire. That's how I would say that word. Um, so, Connie, that's how I would say it. Thanks for writing in. Uh, I hope you've got what you wanted today. Before we dive into the bulk of the content, I do want to say as well, uh, I am now using a really great high definition camera uh, that does, it's not a DSLR, so it doesn't stop recording every 10 minutes, which is what I'm used to. So previously on the podcast, every 10 minutes, I have to stop, restart the camera and then start again. Uh, But this new camera, which is a great new camera, the picture quality is great. It is designed for vlogging and online uh, video kind of stuff, which is great. Really pricey, but again, all the merch and stuff that you guys all the money you guys give to support the show through merch or whatever other avenue you do it goes into like just buying new things like that, that just make the whole process of making this podcast quicker and easier and uh, less stressful for me, which is, uh, which is really good. So I hope if you haven't checked out the video version of the pod, it is looking really, really crisp and clear. I hope. There's a new segment I'm launching later on the show, but first of all, I want to launch into uh, sort of a version of this. Uh, This is a segment called this. Well, his name is Dave, and his name is Mike. Together they are the Dave and Mike Show. Dave and Mike Show. Together they are the Dave and Mike Show. It is the Dave and Mike Show, the only, the world's only podcast within a podcast. That's a new tagline for that. Dave is my cousin, uh, and every now and then I call Dave out of the blue and make him do a mini podcast with me within the pod, within 20th Century Boy. I do need to still cut together an actual uh, compilation of all the Dave and Mike shows, but this is a bit of a different Dave and Mike show because if you were listening to the podcast last week or the week before, you will know that I found out through one of the listeners that there is a movie that exists that I have never heard of before this that is called Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. And I thought this was too good to be true. My name's Mike. Dave's name is Dave, sort of like what the intro to the podcast says, but in reverse. And this movie is called Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. And I rang up Dave and I said, we have to watch this movie. We absolutely have to watch this movie. And uh, we decided, and you guys were welcome to watch along. I don't think anyone did, but we uh, decided 
that on Saturday just passed at 1 p.m., we were going to watch Mike and Dave Need's wedding Need Wedding Dates because our theory was it's probably not a good movie and we wouldn't want to watch a Saturday. We wouldn't want to waste a Saturday evening on it. You wouldn't waste an evening on this movie, but we were happy to waste an afternoon on it and had a great day with Dave. It was great catching up. Uh, and throughout the day, I recorded a few little bits and pieces. Uh, and uh, well, I'll, I'll go to this first bit. This is uh, this is me and Dave. Um, we, we went out to brunch slash lunch, probably more like a lunch before at the local cafe near Dave's house. And uh, then we went back to his and we did a little bit of a pre-ramble before we got into watching the movie. So, here is our pre-ramble about Mike and Dave need wedding dates. All right, everyone, I'm here with Dave at in date. What do you call this room, Dave? This big room that is bigger than my whole house. What do you call this room? It's not that big. Um, it's called the lounge room, Michael. This is, this is a, apparently the lounge room, but it's quite big. Um, we're about to... What have we done so far today? We... I, I made the lawns, you came over, we grabbed lunch. Yeah. And got a coffee right now, ready to watch the movie. And the one thing that we found out uh, about Dave, which we didn't know, because we're rarely on Dave's neck of the woods, but over at the local cafe, do you want to say the name of the local cafe or do you want to just leave it ambiguous? Maybe we'll leave it a little bit ambiguous. Dave's a, Dave is a bloody celebrity around here. Everyone at the cafe knew his name. They were saying, G'day, Dave. Hey, Dave, how are you? Dave, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> I go there every day, man. Of course they're going to know my name. All right, now, we, so if, you, if you're in, if there is a guy named Dave in your area that everyone seems to know, it's probably my Dave. What? Like, because some people might... There are probably... There might be listeners of this show that live, like, on this street. It's possible. There's a ton of people called Dave, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, there is a ton of people called Dave and Mike, because the movie we're about to watch, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Uh, So, how are you feeling about it so far? Oh, I'm excited to check it out. Um, I don't have the bar set particularly high, so we'll see how that goes. So, obviously, a, a few people were confused on the show the other week when we talked about our favourite films being Lucy and Yes Man, because um, I think I'm, I think I speak for both of us when I say the film Lucy, we ironically like, because we both think that's a shit movie. Would you agree? Yes. And the film, but the film Yes Man, we both genuinely thought was an amazing and hilarious film, right? Yeah, it was actually pretty good to watch in the cinemas. All right, well, we're about to sit down on this very big TV. How big's the TV? It's only 65. 65 inch? Yep. And uh, we're going to be watching it and we're going to be, it's a 99 minute film. So of course you wouldn't waste an evening on this. Definitely not. And when we were at the cafe, we were telling uh, the waiter what we were doing today. And we both said, wouldn't waste an evening. Definitely wouldn't waste an evening on this movie. You wouldn't waste an evening. So we both do have the evening free to reflect on the film. But uh, for the time being, I think what we need to do is get the movie onto the TV and start watching. It's 2.07pm. Let's roll. Let's rock. Alright, and roll. And roll. <laughs> we'll, Alright guys, we'll catch you on the other side. <laughs> I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And we need wedding dates. <laughs> you didn't say it. <laughs> there you go. And Dave really was a celebrity in his local area. Everyone knew it was going, hey, hey Dave, how are you? Hey Dave, now... I don't know, like like I said in that little package, if you 
know somewhere or work at a cafe and there is a regular called Dave or there's a guy called Dave that everyone, he's he was more famous than me. And I do a podcast. Well, I guess he does a podcast. But if that is probably Dave. If you know a guy called Dave that everyone seems to know, that's probably the Dave. So I, like I am, I am confident that there is, I'm not going to say where Dave lives. It's a violation of his privacy. He made it pretty explicit. He didn't want people to know where he lives. But I'm going to say, like, it is pretty likely that someone listening to this podcast lives, like, within one kilometre of Dave. Like, it is it is highly likely that there... I've seen the numbers, like, based on the amount of people in Melbourne that listen to this podcast, it is pretty likely that one of you could, like, lives in the suburb that Dave lives in. Which I'm not going to say, but, like, yeah, it is highly likely. Now... We did then get started, as I said, on Dave and Mike need wedding dates. And uh, also, if you see, I've decided if you see Dave in the flesh, if you see Dave in the flesh and you can recognize him as Dave and you go up to him and say, are you Dave from the Dave and Mike show? And he says, yes, you win the podcast. That's a new way to win the podcast. (laughs) See Dave in the flesh. Now, we then watched the first 20 minutes of Mike and Dave need wedding dates And after 20 minutes, I thought, let's pause it here. Let's stop and let's do our initial impressions of Mike and Dave need wedding dates and see what we think. Now, just so you know, uh, the movie stars Zac Efron, uh, Adam Devine. Is it Adam Devine, the guy from Workaholics? And then Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick as well are in this film. So here's our first impressions of the first 20 minutes of Mike and Dave need wedding dates. G'day, guys. Dave and Mike here. Not the Dave and Mike from the movie, the real Dave and Mike. And um, we're 20 minutes in, so we thought we'd just do a pause and like a reflect, like a, a, a reflective review of the first 20 minutes. Dave, how are you finding it? I'm actually quite impressed. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, we're both liking it a lot. Um, we've met... We've now gotten to the point where... Mike and Dave, not us, the movie Mike and Dave, have met Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick, who seem to be, you know, a lot like them. Yep, yep, there's a few similarities. And we've laughed a fair bit. Yep, we have, definitely. And um, we're interested to see where it's going, aren't we? Yeah, pretty keen to see how, how it turns out. And just quickly, like, how do you find the Dave character? Is, ref- is it reflective of you? Well, there's a few similarities in there too, I reckon. Big arms like myself. <laughs> yep. Zac Efron, me. Yeah, I put myself in that category, I think. And the Mike character's pretty spot on for me. Um, he's the funnier of the two um, and the more adventurous of the two as well. So that's the stuff I'm seeing so far. But uh, we will continue with the rest of the film. But yeah, 20 minutes in, we're really liking it. Thanks, guys. So things were going pretty well. Like, we were pretty intrigued by the movie. We, you know, the characters didn't seem too based on us. But, you know, we were enjoying the first 20 minutes. It was pretty good. And then we thought long and hard about, you know, what we wanted to see or how we thought the movie was going to pan out. And then obviously we watched the rest of the film about, I would say, maybe 100 minutes, an hour and 40, the movie went for. So, you know, you wouldn't waste an evening on this, but... uh, you would uh, you would waste an afternoon. You wouldn't spend an hour forty minutes risking your Saturday evening on this. That's you know I can say that for sure. But uh, here are our thoughts on Mike and Dave need wedding dates. These are our final thoughts, our final review thoughts on Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Uh, at the end. All right, everyone. Dave and Mike here. Just finished up the film. Um, initial thoughts. Look, when the first twenty minutes we did the. A quick briefing, right? It had potential. It sucked us in. Yeah. True story. 
Oh, yeah, it was a true story. Not about us, but yeah. about a different Dave and Mike. We might have to try and get them on the show. Yeah, and it just had the it had us peaking at 20 minutes in, right? There was a few events that happened that were quite funny. Yeah. And then it took a turn. I'd say, like, so basically the premise is, you know, they meet these girls to go to their sister's wedding and, you know, hijinks ensues. The girls are, you know, supposed to be these quote-unquote good girls they end up being more troublemakers than the guys themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, they spoil the wedding and then they have to... You know, we, we thought it was nearly over. There was a whole other act where they have to try and make up for ruining the wedding. Yeah. But for me, like, I've got... A, I wrote down a couple notes during. The first one is... um. How did you feel? Did you feel like you related to the Dave character much? Oh, look, there were a few things. I saw him playing piano at the end. Yeah, he was playing piano and the Mike character was singing at the end, which is just like you and me. But Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and then I one inconsistency, the Mike character was the older brother. So obviously I... their brothers were cousins, but you're like, are you, you're like 40... 55? <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> so you are the older of the two. Yeah, yeah. Um... Do you think... So that didn't really... The other thing I, I didn't like is for a lot of the movie, Mike, the character Mike is kind of that the this man-child that needs to grow up and everyone gets pissed off with. And I didn't really think that seemed like me at all. Do you agree? Yeah. <laughs> you do it agree? Was, That's was, not like me? Never. No, it's, no, it's not the same at all. <laughs> it was the same for Dave though, right? Well, Dave started getting angry at Mike, which seemed also out of code because you you never get angry at me, <laughs> never. Oh, so Dave quits the they they the the guys the two brothers sell liquor together. Yep. Dave quits the business to go and be an artist, and I felt like that was kind of reflective of how you don't ever seem a hundred percent into the podcast. <laughs> I can't believe it's still going, to be honest with you. All right, and then the other thing I had written down that I just wanted just to get your overall thoughts on. Oh, so the Mike character is with the Aubrey Plaza character and there's a bit of a will-they-or-won't-they vibe. We do find out at the very end that they definitely do. In a very strange way. And then in, and the Dave character is with Anna Kendrick. Were you happy with that your character is with Anna Kendrick or are you, a, are you an Aubrey Plaza fan? Oh, I would have gone Aubrey, I reckon, at the start. Okay, interesting. <laughs> well, too bad. And then finally, and this is, you know... I think it is an R-rated movie. There is a point in the film where there is full frontal female nudity. How did you feel about that? Is, was that new to you? Or like, how did you feel? Look, it was different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny, though. A good, funny scene. Yeah, did you feel uncomfortable at all? Nah. nah. Okay. Um, all right, and then... A, so, I guess... Did you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I was fine with it. Um, I just We've never seen a movie before with full frontal female yeah, nudity. Yeah, true. But I guess it's a little more comfortable than having your parents around, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, all right, and then... So, as we said, there was a bit of a... Like, a lot of just funny moments. Like, it, it was like, go, go, go for the first 40 minutes, I reckon. Yeah. Round about... 40 minutes to an hour, it's a lot of just yap, yap, yap. Yeah, um, lovey-dovey. Just, not even that, but just like, oh, I'm just no good. I'm never going to achieve my dreams. Oh, bloody, we're brothers. I love, 
all that stuff, and me and you were both kind of like, "What? This has taken a turn." Yeah, it was. Um, it was a pretty long. Uh, <laughs> it was a pretty long <laughs> character development <laughs> where it just cut from scene to scene of both the guys and the girls being like, "Oh, we suck. We need to get our shit together," and like. I think, you know, obviously you've got your shit together. We're in your your living room, quote unquote, which is a huge room. I related to the Mike character in that sense, you know, getting your shit together, pulling your socks up and just getting to it. Yeah. But um yeah, what did you what do you reckon? Um well, I, I don't know. Doesn't know. <laughs> Overall, how long have we been going for? Okay, 5 minutes. Overall, yeah. for me I'd say this is a... It's a three out of five. Like, there, it was a... F- oh, you didn't like it? Oh, I'd go two and a half. Already. Two and a half? Yeah. I thought there were enough laughs in there. Uh, oh, you, you are right, you though. Like, really recommend it. I, I do... I don't know. Like, would you recommend it to other people? Uh, the first half? The first <laughs> half and then turn on, the like, the last 10 to 20 minutes. <laughs> Did you notice at one point in the film the... The movie Wedding Crashes was named. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was interesting yeah, because yeah. we were saying that it looked like Wedding Crashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that? Yeah, we thought it was going to be quite similar, but um, yeah, it was good though. As in, yeah, I'm I'm glad though that we made the decision not to make it an evening event. Yeah, you wouldn't waste an evening on this film. This is an afternoon film. Don't <laughs> you wouldn't waste an evening. Definitely not an evening. And I guess <laughs> especially a Saturday evening. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, finally, just to wrap it up. So you're going two and a half. I'd do. I'd give it a three, but yeah. but you wouldn't waste it. There are some three stars movies that you would waste an evening on. Yeah. This one is a three star, but you wouldn't waste an evening. Yeah. Um, overall, in our hierarchy of films we've seen together, which is just three films. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Lucy, the Scarlett Johansson film. Yeah. Yes, man, the Jim Carrey film, and Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Where do you put uh, that in the I'd ranking? In exactly that order. Oh, you'd put this last. Wait, no, <laughs> you'd put Lucy first. Because mine would be Yes, man, Mike and Dave need wedding dates, and then Lucy. Oh, uh, would it? Oh, uh, you reckon? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I don't know. I think my experience with Lucy, we did have quite a laugh, like, afterwards, thinking hell terrible it got so yeah but you're not a, like this movie's legacy could be really good like we might talk about this movie for years like we saw yes man in cinemas in 2008 and we still talk about it all the time <laughs> true true and it does have the relatability to the podcast so. yeah yeah maybe it could go up a little bit we'll have to see how it plays out i guess all right guys thanks for listening to our review of mike and dave need wedding dates and dave one last question the wedding in this film is set in Hawaii. Yes. Do you reckon you might have your wedding over in Hawaii now? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> there you go. So it's a 2.5 from Dave and uh, a three stars from Mike. Like I thought, I honestly, like I said, thought it was fine. Bit of fun. Again, wouldn't waste an evening on it. And that is going to be my new kind of... Uh, scorecard for reviewing movies. Would you waste a Saturday evening on this or would you save it for like a Saturday Arvo? This one, you'd watch on a Saturday Arvo. You'd never watch this on a Saturday evening. Head to my letterbox, Radio Mike on Letterbox, and maybe it's Radio Mike. Just, yeah, I'm somewhere on Letterbox and uh, that's where I review all my movies. So Mike and Dave Need Wedding Date is on there. And I also, um, I do a now monthly film vlog on YouTube. So another reason to head to the YouTube, check out the January film vlog. And then there'll obviously be one at the start of March for February, where I just talk about all the movies I watched in February. That's going to be a monthly thing. Definitely head over to the YouTube, as I've said. 
tons and tons of um, content there going up every day. All the podcasts plus extra content. Got nearly 150 subscribers over the past week or so. So I'm now on like 907 subscribers, nearly at the 1,000 mark, which is when you can start monetizing. So if you haven't checked it out, please do check out one of the videos video the vodcasts or the film vlog um please check it out i'd love to to have you up there and if i'm not mistaken we can now cross off our first goal on the 20th century board goal number three watch mike and dave need wedding dates let us erase that right now because we have done that we have absolutely done that no need to have that up on the 20th century board anymore we have completed that goal uh, so I'll move on to goal number one, which is Nug 100. Let's uh, play the sting for that. Nug 100. 28 days. If I look at the 20th century board, 28 days till Nug 100. That is not long. We're about we're we're a February away. We are a February non-leap year away from Nug 100. Getting really close. A few uh, bits of feedback coming in from different listeners. Uh, for example, Radio Cody, welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Cody. He wrote in, he said, he sent me an email to radiomikepod at gmail.com. You can do so anytime. Hey, Radio Mike, Radio Cody here. You seem very confident that you can eat the 100 nugs. Definitely confident. So I've got a way for you to test your ability without having to spend any money. Great. Love saving money. One chicken nugget has a volume of 35 cubic centimeters, according to Google. So... 100 nuggets would be 3.5 litres of volume. So if you can drink 3.5 litres of water in one sitting, I'd say you have a pretty decent shot at beating the challenge. 3.5 litres in one sitting, I feel like I could do that. I might try it during the week and see how I go. But like, you know, I've got a drink bottle here and I think that's, oh no, that, okay, I was going to say this is a litre. It's not, it's probably 750 mils. But, But... I would probably drink like four or five of these in a day. Maybe in on a good day. Like I reckon I could easily do that with water. Again, guys, so I'm just going to take a sip. Mm, that's good. I probably had about maybe 10, 10 mils there and I could definitely have another, maybe another uh, 350 of those. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I'm not worried about Nug 100 still. People are trying to get me worried. He said, keep in mind, though, since the solid food won't condense as well as water in your stomach, the actual volume 100 Nugs would take up is probably higher. Still rooting for you, Mike. Best of luck. Radio Gannon board as well. Welcome to the radio family. He said, I'm so concerned about Nug 100, Mike. 24 Nuggets is basically a meal. Genuinely imagine having a container of Indian food, such as uh, curry, uh, then go and give me four more containers when you finish. Absolutely not not even closely related. Nuggets are a snack food. I could snack. Like, you guys are underestimating how much I can eat. Like, I can. I love food, and especially nuggets. Like, and also curry is a very dense food. Indian is very dense and heavy. I love curry. Very dense and heavy. There's a bit of spice to it. Nuggets are just so plain. It's just chicken. Just feed it into your mouth. I'm not worried at all. Um... I did want to do some research. I wanted to get some background research done on nuggets in general in my local area. I wanted to see if anyone's done the hundo nugs before. Um, I wanted to just suss it out. And um, what I decided to do, we used to do a segment on this show called Drive-Thrus with Mike. This is kind of a version of that, but we won't play the sting because 
from memory, it was a bad sting anyway. But um, what I've done is uh, I went through a drive-thru at my local McDonald's, uh, the closest McDonald's to me. And in all likelihood, this will be the McDonald's where I uh, where I do, the, where I buy the nugs for Nug 100. So I just wanted to suss them out, see what kind of uh, nug behavior and patterns and are going on in the area. Um, and uh, here's how it went. Thank you. Sorry? I said thank you. Oh, no, hey, just quickly out of interest, yeah. what's the most nuggets someone has ordered in one in one order from your experience here? Oh, I think I've had like maybe four, 24 packs. Okay, so nearing the hundo, yeah, that's nearing, that's a fair it's bit. Intense, it's yeah. not, not the hundo though. No, okay, hundo. well, hopefully someone <laughs> does that soon. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Four 24 packs, which actually is, you know, it that... That is 96. I'm pretty sure if my math serves me right. Because 4 times 24, you do 4 times 25 and then you subtract 4, which would be 96. That's just a little bit of fast maths. But uh, as I said to uh, that kind uh, young lady in the in the drive-thru window, who if I remember, I, d- I did glimpse at her name tag. I believe her name was Claire. Claire, it's not the hundo. And uh, if I... If everything goes to plan, this may be, that may be the McDonald's that I order the hundo from. So maybe Claire will be working. And boy, will she have a shock. Anyway, guys, this has been another drive-through with Mike. Send in your own drive-through experience. Catch you later. 424 packs, as I said, not the hundo, not a hundo, 96. Still unclear. I should have asked, was it for one person? Because I don't think that was for one person. I think maybe it was a party setting of some sort. But yeah. Hundo Nuggets has not been done, as far as I know, at my local McDonald's here in Melbourne. So uh, I'm really looking forward to Nug 100, and I really want to start seeing people rallying behind me. Cody, clearly concerned, but he does say, still rooting for you though, Mike, best of luck. Ganonbort, none of that, just says he's worried. I don't know. Ganonbort, get behind me, man. Trust me. Trust me, man. I'm I'm doing this as much for you guys as I'm doing it for me. This is a personal dream of mine, but because it's on the 20th century board, absolutely, it's a goal for the show and the listeners and the radio family, the collective group of listeners of this show. Thanks, guys. Uh, I really wanted to talk this week, and I'm sure you have all heard this news, and it's it's sad news, I think, which is that uh, Daft Punk, the French electronic um, band group, musical duo, I believe is probably the correct term, uh, have and have suddenly announced that they are no longer going to be making any new music. Uh, it was announced on their YouTube channel with like essentially a short film uh, where the two robots from Daft Punk uh, are in the desert. One of them self-destructs and the other walks away into the sunset while a song plays. A really interesting and creative way to announce that your band is breaking up. And I wanted to say that I, I love Daft Punk, so I'm, I'm kind of sad about it. But that being said... I was actually thinking about them the other day before, maybe before or after they broke up. And I was, I, for a long time in my mind, I've been like, oh, I cannot wait for the follow-up to, to random access memories. And random access memories was, uh, was the most recent like studio album from Daft Punk, uh, which you would probably know, uh, the song Get Lucky, which was the, the lead single from that album. But uh, that was just an incredible album. And I wanted to talk a little bit about Daft Punk and, and like what I like about them and, and uh, 
Yeah, I've been I've been waiting for so long for this follow up to Random Access Memories, which I like looked up and I'm like, fuck, that that album came out in 2013. That's eight years ago. Feels so recent and it still feels so relevant. Um, but yeah, it's really disappointing because I think Daft Punk is so instrumental in like what electronic music can be in a pop set, like what popular electronic music or like commercial electronic music can be. I I love. Daft Punk's music, I think, you know, uh, all of their albums are really fun to listen to. Obviously, all their singles are, you know, the most commercially viable songs, but I've just always really admired them, not just for their music, but I think the part I like the most about Daft Punk is the fact that they totally eliminated celebrity and stardom from their music by being like if you don't know I'm sure most of you know but if you don't know Daft Punk you know they're essentially anonymous they wear robot costumes on stage when they perform and they never really show their face or do like public interviews or anything like that as themselves they're always almost in character as these robots and that they're Daft Punk and I've always really liked that I always felt it was it was a really cool image it was this really cool because their music was so electronic and I guess robotic it kind of felt like they were doing a little bit of a narrative with their music in the sense that they were these robots and they were playing this robotic electronic music I always really, really liked that. And I think the costume design and all of just the design around um, their videos and their appearances was really cool. These shiny metal robot helmets. Um, And I always wondered, like, if you go to a Daft Punk concert, like, could it theoretically just be anyone wearing the helmets? Like, do we know it's always the same guys doing the shows? Or, like, because you don't really know, right? It's sort of like the, the the other group that's done it is the Gorillas, who is um obviously Damon Albarn from Blur's band, uh, which is you know the Gorillas are uh, uh, I think they call, what do they call it a cyber band or a, or a uh, a virtual band, which is you know they're all these characters. The Gorillas are these characters who are in the band, but it's really Damon and all his hip hop friends and his comic book artist friends who friend who designed the characters and stuff. I always really like that because. I think it just always means that it is exclusively about the music and it's not about being a star or being a celebrity. Like it's quite a, it's quite a humble thing to do. Like, of course with, with Damon Albarn, he was already really big with Blur, but yeah, then he just did the gorillas to remove any expectation of what the music could be of, of what it should be, I guess. Like, because it wasn't really his face to the to the group. And the same, but Daft Punk were always just anonymous. Like they never really, when they were like a huge band, they never really were like, I don't know. They, they never really, you don't really know what they look like or who they are, or you don't know anything really about their lives. And like, if you haven't, like there, there really are only um, four studio albums from Daft Punk. Like, which I guess you might think is hard to believe because they've been around for like 20 years and they've only really done four albums, but like they've done a bunch of other stuff and remixes and and like, you know, they're so culturally relevant, but like their first album, Homework, which is the album with um Around the World, which is like a pretty, you know, a pretty accessible pop song that ha- like electronic pop song, you know, Around the World. I, I always really liked that song. And then obviously their breakout album was Discovery, which is the one that has One More Time. One more time. And 
and uh, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. And those two songs are like awesome in their own right and have uh, a, a, like amazing use of sampling, amazing like beats and rhythm and like everything about it. And just again, those robotic, like electronic vocals um, that are really, really cool. Underrated gem, like a B-side from the album Discovery that I think is probably one of my favorite Daft Punk songs and one of their strongest is a song called uh, Superheroes, which has these really, really incredible uh, samples and vocal loops. And um, I don't know, just this amazing outro. And like, that is a really cool build-up song. It's like, it really progresses through it. That's a really great album. I've always really liked that album. And then of course, Human After All was the third album, which had songs like Technologic, which I think technologic for what it is is good but I always thought that was one of their weaker singles that they had like it just felt a little bit too like on the nose like of of you know the song is called technologic they're a robot band they're t- all the lyrics are like you know buy it use it fix it upgrade like all I don't know I always thought that song was a little bit too not like on the nose I guess but um a few really good good uh, good songs on that album as well there's one called Robot Rock which is which is really really cool and grungy and heavy I guess in in the vocals and I like that too they also did a bunch of work with The Weeknd post random access memories with um I feel it coming and Starboy which are all real which are two really really great songs and I really like the beat of those songs but yeah random access memories like if you haven't if you haven't listened to it they totally changed up from being like a straight electronic robotic band to being more like this more groovy, almost disco inspired music. And you can hear it straight away with Get Lucky where they, they used Pharrell um, in in the vocals for that. But um, yeah, a lot of really like, it's almost like a high concept album. And I, 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 I really, really enjoy just a lot of the songs like lose yourself to dance which is like this yeah awesome disco kind of song that's they're always it's very different to the first three albums but you can hear the development of the music similar to like i feel it coming by the weekend which you know they co-wrote it's sort of that vibe very disco inspired really like glossy slow disco inspired songs with these really great funky beats on it so I'm really sad that that Daft Punk is um is is not going to be doing a follow up to that. Like they did the soundtrack to Tron Legacy, but that's more of a film score. Like that was them doing a film score essentially because like Tron Legacy is all about you know being in the datascape and being in a digital kind of environment. And um of course Daft Punk should do the soundtrack to that album uh, to that movie. But yeah, it's it's really sad because I feel like. There was a lot of really cool stuff happening in Random Access Memories, and then I really liked the stuff they did with The Weeknd, and then for that to suddenly now just be over. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, I guess I was always wondering, like, why has it been eight years since they did an album? Like, I think the, the gap between Human After All, which I'm pretty sure was 2008, and then Random Access Memories was five years, and I feel like five years is even a bit of a stretch for an album, so it looks like e- maybe even they weren't that interested then. Like, I feel like maybe they just don't want to do it anymore, and they just want to live normal lives now. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Daft Punk. I've done a few of these, like, little music analysis things on this show where I talk about, I've talked about, like, Eminem and, like, Some 41 and different bands, and... Yeah, I think Daft Punk are really cool and I'm sad they're not going to be making music anymore, but um, I'd love to know your thoughts on them and if you've listened to them before as well.
A quick roller coaster update. We've been talking about our favorite rides and roller coasters on the show for the past uh, few weeks and keep them coming in. This one was from Radio Mel. Welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Mel. Hey, Mike, a great podcast this week. Thank you, Mel. I appreciate it. I had such a flashback when you brought up the Scooby Doo roller coaster at Movie World, classic roller coaster. It was the first roller coaster I ever went on when I was eight years old with my mum. She didn't read any of the signs and was convinced it was a kid's. Sorry, guys. She, this is what Mel has written. I'm just going to read it how I would say it. She was convinced it was a kid's haunted house ride. I saw a warning sign outside the ride and told her it had a warning. She brushed me off saying it's Scooby-Doo, so it meant it's for kids and pointed out all the other kids with their parents in the queue. I spent the entire ride in hysterics, especially the backwards part. There is a point where you like stop at a wall and then you just go backwards on the track, which is very fun. And for the rest of the day, I had my bucket hat over my face, refusing everything. It is the only roller coaster I've ever been on, as I refused to go on them since that day. My mum did apologise a lot after, as she had no clue. Looking back, though, with all the other kids I saw queuing up, I wonder how many others had a similar experience. Keep up the good work, Mel. So I reckon I was eight when I first went on it, and like, surprisingly I loved it like because I'm so scared of heights and roller coasters like don't get me wrong so scared but I really like this one like I remember going on it for the first time but funny story I remember um (laughs) my cousin Dave my cousin Dave and his family went to movie world and brought my nonna who at the time would have been I reckon she must have been maybe you know at least 60 65 to 70 years old and they thought the same thing as Mel thought the family thought the same thing as Mel thought oh it's a Scooby-Doo ride it should be pretty fun took Nonna on the ride and she let's just say Nonna did not like the Scooby-Doo spooky coaster she did not like the Scooby-Doo spooky coaster one bit in fact I'd go as far to say she hated the Scooby-Doo spooky coaster I had a similar experience as well on here in Melbourne we have a a park called Luna Park which is uh the I think there's one in Sydney as well but Melbourne has the scenic railway roller coaster which is a manual wooden roller coaster that is I think one of the oldest roller coasters in the world um and I think that's why it's like a popular like heritage listed thing and people go to Luna Park to go on the scenic railway however like the more I think about the scenic railway which I believe is like from 1892 I could be so wrong but like it's old the more I think about it I'm just like surely that rickety wooden roller coaster that's been up for like 200 years is going to one of these days just immediately just not work and break and crap. Like, I would not go on it now. That's all I'll say. I would probably not go on the... Like, there's literally someone standing up on the coaster operating the brakes. It is a manual... It is a literally a manual roller coaster. It's fucked the more you think about it. But the first time I went on that, I was, like, in tears, crying, like wanting to get off and I hated it so scary no it's not even that much of like a high roller coaster or anything but yeah it was very very scary it was probably the first roller coaster I went to oh no the first roller the first roller coaster I went on there was a there used to be a theme park in Sydney called Wonderland or Wonderworld and they had this roller coaster called the Beast King I don't it doesn't exist anymore this park probably for similar safety reasons that I just outlined at Luna Park but 
Wonderland, and they had this Beast King roller coaster, which was massive. And then they had a smaller one called the Beastie, which was like the same roller coaster, but just every the, every dimension was smaller. Does did anyone ever go to this park? Because I would have gone when I was six years old with my cousins, not Dave, different cousins. And the uh, I remember just being horrified the entire time of the Beastie. No, it didn't couldn't even go on the Beast King because I wasn't tall enough. I'm pretty sure that's what they were called. I have photos of being at this park, so I know it existed. It's not like I went to Wonderland the same way Alice went to Wonderland and it was like all in her head. Like I did go to this place. And then the other roller coaster, because I was talking to my housemate Dan about Universal in Japan because we went together. There's one called the Hollywood Dream, which is where you have speakers on the side of your of the car that plays music into your ears, and that one's really, really fun. Um, so I highly recommend that. Last week on the show, I told the story about how the song Chikatita by ABBA has been stuck in my head for 15 years. Not a joke. The song Chikatita, Chikatita, you and I know, has been stuck in my head for 15 years. And I also re- realised... There is another song that has been stuck in my head, I think, since I reckon they both go back to the same era. So I think this is another 15-year song, which is um the song Hero by Enrique Iglesias. I can be your hero, baby. That song stuck in my head for 15 years. But we're not talking about Hero by Enrique Iglesias at the moment. Talking Chikatita by Abba. Stuck in my head for 15 years. Great song. On the 20th century board... Learn all the lyrics to Chikatita is one of the goals because I have found out that the way to get over an earworm, right? A 15-year earworm. The reason they happen is because when songs get stuck in your head, they get stuck in your head because you just, you don't know the song. So you're like stuck on this one thing and your brain is trying to complete the melody and it can't. So the only part I know is Chikatita, you and I know. Sing a new song, Chikatita. I don't know the middle bit. Have to learn it all and then cover it on the podcast to find out the entire, to get it out of my head. 15 years, I want it out. Great song, but I want it out. Uh, Radio Zoe wrote in, welcome to the radio family, Radio Zoe. She said, it's a banger of a song to be stuck in your head. And I agree. Great song, but not for 15 years. I've had enough of it. Uh, So... I've actually, uh, I got a message from uh, Radio Matty O'Gorman. Radio Matty O'Gorman, good friend of mine, the drummer in the Australian rock band, British India, was also the drummer in uh, Release the Sounds music video for A Touch to String. That is Matty O'Gorman. Now does a show at Triple M. Great dude. Good friend of mine. He reached out to me and said, hey man, if you you want to chat about this to Baba, Australia's biggest... ABBA tribute band, I can hook you up with a contact. So I thought it would be great to get in touch with someone from BABA. BABA is a, like my parents know BABA. BABA puts on these great ABBA tribute band, uh, tribute shows. They cover all the ABBA songs. And uh, I really want to get in touch with uh, them. So I replied to Matteo Gorman's message. So I'm actually joined on the line by Michael Ingvarsen. He is uh, one of the members of BABA, as I said, Australia's biggest ABBA tribute band. And I just wanted to chat to him about ABBA, how this song might have gotten stuck in my head and any techniques or tactics he may have to get this song out of my head. Uh, Michael joins me now. Michael, welcome to the show. Pleasure, Mike. Glad to be here. All right, so I guess first up, are you are you Bjorn or are you Benny? Which which of the oh, other boys are you? Definitely Benny. Benny, keyboard player. Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, 
they've been playing yeah piano since I was young, so it's just uh, enjoyed being the uh, keyboard man with Baba. Yeah. And what like how did how did Baba originate? I assume you. I guess you must be an Abba fan because you wouldn't create a tribute band to a band if you weren't a fan of them. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I was almost a little bit too young to to sort of appreciate them when I was seven. They came to Australia in '77. You know, when we all started this band, we we didn't think that we'd be doing it for 26 years. We <laughs> thought we'd do it for um, actually Bjorn who did it said I'll I'll fill in for a few weeks if you like <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned to you when we got in touch that the song Chikatita a classic ABBA song has been stuck in my head for 15 yeah, years yeah. since I was 10 years yeah. old uh, mum is a huge ABBA fan and she used to play the great I think my mum has has actually seen you guys a few times she loves ABBA can I ask you what are the catchiest ABBA songs? Because there's so many catchy ones, and I don't think I don't think Chikatita is one of the catchiest. Yeah, well, the chorus is definitely catchy, but um, uh, I'm trying to think of my the most catchiest ABBA. You know, things like oh, "Gimme Gimme" and um, "Mamma Mia." The chorus is obviously very catchy, and you know they were good on their hooks and and. Um, you know, things that get stuck in your head. Um, Take a chance on me is another pretty catchy. Yeah, one. very catchy. Yeah. What would you John say? Wrote is... that when he was jogging. Yeah. What What was your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite to perform? What would you say is is Chikatita up there? I do like Chikatita. Yeah, it's just a, you know, just um, it's, it's quite fun to play on the on the piano. I really like slipping through my fingers. It's one of my favorites. It's a rare one, but it's also got a really nice feeling. Um, you know, if you've got kids, it it's sort of. Um, very touching when you you connect to how your kids grow up and and you, you, you know sort of lose them in some ways. They just put three things. That's what it's about, I think. Well, my plan to get rid of this fifteen-year earworm is um, that I want to learn Chikatita the older yep. lyrics because I think the reason it's stuck in my head is because I don't know any of the lyrics right I only know and I'll give you I'm going to give you my best uh, my best version of it. All I really know is. Chikatita, you and I know. Right, that's all I know. Right, how, beautiful. How, yeah, did, yeah. did you think that was good? Oh, that's not bad. Not oh, bad. Getting into it. <laughs> that's all you I know. Felt that bit out. Yeah. So, can you? What What is the next line that comes after that? Um, I think it's to do with how the heartaches come and they go and the scars they're leaving. Is that right? That sounds right. Okay. So yeah. So that's what I. That's what I'm going to learn. Can you? Yeah. You mentioned to me that. Um, is it Agnetha that sings the uh, that that song? Yes. And your uh, your Agnetha, she mm. she's the one that sings it. Could I get in it's touch not, with her and get a, a lesson? Okay, I'd there's love to do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll get I'll get her, give her your number, and uh, she can. I'll give I'll give you her number, and give her a call because yeah, she's she's got the kind of there's a lot to mimicking ever. I should say uh, it's very difficult to get the. The little lilt and the, and the accent and the tone and everything to sound a lot like Abba. So I mean, you know, you may, may not be wanting to do that when you perform it, but um, but I know the verses are very gentle, and uh, so you might want to start off and then and then of course let 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 it go a bit in the chorus. But um, yeah, it's a beautiful song. Um, would you be singing along with a backing track or something? I think I'm just going to get an instrumental version <laughs> off YouTube. Yeah. 
But yeah, uh, yeah, that's I, it. I, I'm really set out on doing this. Like, I really want to learn it and then get rid of the earworm. Not that I don't like the song, but when you've heard this song on repeat in your head for 15 years, you just want it out, and then maybe I can yeah. enjoy the song again. That's my thinking. <laughs> How is the key for you as a male singer? Can you, does it does it work for you in that key? Um, I haven't really tried it yet, but I, I think I could... I, I'll, I'll whip something up, I think. Yeah, you might be able to change the key of the backing even um, yeah. in, you know, on your computer if it's not right. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me. Are you guys doing any shows coming up that we can plug? We are doing a, a show with the Canberra Symphony Orchestra on the 7th of March. That's our next show, and uh, that's going to be awesome because it's all been arranged um, uh, with a whole orchestra. Awesome. Um which is pretty exciting. And um, if you're interested, go to baba.com.au. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Michael from Baba, baba.com.au, if you want to learn more. Uh, I really appreciate it, man, and thank you for your time. Ah, oh, pleasure to, to talk to you, Mark, and good luck with your love, and look forward to hearing hearing you sing. <laughs> I, will definitely, I will definitely send it to you once it's done, and uh, <laughs> you, you guys can either laugh at how bad it is or politely tell me that it was really good. You choose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, we'll, we'll, we'll be nice to you, but that's a classic. Good on you for giving it a go. All right, we are just about done there, but uh, we got to do this. The plug. It is the plug. Basically, we just sum up. Uh, uh, well, we don't do it. I do it. It's my podcast. You guys don't have to do anything. Don't worry. You just keep listening. You don't have to do anything. Uh, just plugging all the stuff uh, that I'd love for you to check out this week. Of course, Harry Potter and the Boys comes out every single Wednesday, Chapter 14. Now, Sammy Garlep joined me again. He's got a show coming up at the Comedy Festival and, like, man, like, please listen to that episode because Sam came round, like, generously gave his time to do it. And we just had such a blast. There are so many. That was one of my, I say this every week, but that was the funniest episode yet. Like they just keep getting funnier and funnier. I love this podcast. I'm doing the Harry Potter and the boys podcast. If you haven't checked it out yet, even if you're not into Harry Potter, please just check it out. Like I, it is so fun. The fan fiction is so great. You don't really need to know much about Harry Potter. Everything is explained. So please check out uh, Sammy's show, of course, at the Comedy Fest this year. Uh, As well as that, and speaking of Harry Potter, I will be uh, going to the opening night tonight on the day of release, the opening night of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, uh, which is a obviously the play of the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child at the Princess Theatre in Melbourne. If you're there, if you happen to be there, come say hi and uh, come chat. Maybe win the pod. Well, you can't win the podcast because you can only win by coincidence. You can't set it up. Um, but I will be going to that. Uh, Thursday and Friday nights and I will be doing bonus uh, a bonus podcast over on Harry Potter and the Boys sometime on the weekend uh, that is a review of the play and my experience with it and that will also go up on YouTube speaking of the YouTube subscribe to the YouTube 230 subscribers in the past or however many it is all the podcasts go up in full there as well as a bunch of videos new content every day pop culture related videos the whole YouTube's been refreshed and decked out all the Mike Talks episodes up there, Harry Potter and the Boys, this podcast, uh, and like any any of my content will be on the YouTube. So please go up, help me get to the thousand subs. That'd be so awesome. It is cool to see it growing slowly, slowly, slowly. Uh, Mike Plays Games with Friends is up there. There are four episodes so far with Luke, 
Kidgel, Lewis Spears, Keelan Brown, and Jack Post. There is one coming soon. I just need to find the time to edit it with Alice Tovey. Uh, we played Mortal Kombat 10. Neither of us know how to play. It was really, really fun. That is coming soon. And uh, that is essentially all we have time for. Thank you so much for listening. I will finish the way I always finish. My name has been Radio Mike. This podcast has been the inside of my mind. Don't block the MDF. I am a very kind young man and some of your older staff can learn a lot from me. Don't lie to me because I'll see you. And finally, I will see you in the Dream Factory tonight, tomorrow, maybe the night after. But if I don't see you, I'll see you there another time. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I will catch you next week. Goodbye. (laughs) 